You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Rain. Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mission Lab. This is episode 13, and it is once again my voice you're hearing first. So if you're listening, you're probably thinking, oh, man, that means Camille's not on it. This is going to be a really bad episode. Uh, Or you could be thinking Sean has a really exciting guest on with him, and that is just such the case because I have my very, very good friend Mike DeVito on with me today. Hey, Mike. Sean, I'll tell you what, it's probably not going to be as good as if Camille was here. Oh, I doubt that, Mike. But, I mean, but we should do, we will do a good job. You're not as good looking as her, no offense. But, <laughs> That's certainly true. But uh, anyway, Camille is out of town. She's actually, right now as we speak, in your home area, Cape Cod. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful time to be there, too, yes, in August. it is, it is. So Camille's uh, on the road, and we have a fill-in for her, although I want to have her I want to have him, that is, on the the podcast at some point. So that is the voice of Mike DeVito. Mike, thanks for being here. And tell tell us about yourself. Who are you and why are you here on this show? That's a good question. I'm going to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I um, will go all the way back. So I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Oh. Yeah, I know. Grew up in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. So you got a bunch of Italians from Brooklyn growing mm-hmm. up in Cape Cod, where there's not an Italian for miles. Uh, went to college up here at the University of Maine. Met my wife there. Um, in 2006, I had an opportunity to sign with the New York Jets, um, played football at Maine. Then I uh, signed with the New York Jets team I grew up rooting for. Ugh. Got to go home, like a little bit of a homecoming for me because most of my family's still out in New York. Uh, played um, six years in New York and then played three years with the Kansas City Chiefs. Retired back in April of 2016, and now I'm up here bothering pastors like you to give me some wisdom <laughs> a lot of free time so i'm bothering you guys to give me wisdom uh-huh. and, and knowledge and uh and so uh and then force you to have me on your podcast that's right so now you are an nfl veteran so what in the world could you have to say on this podcast if you, you know you're just this this football guy i mean why would why would i have you on my podcast yeah like? that's well again we're still trying to figure that out but I um, I came to Christ uh, in two thousand and six, right before I right before I went to the NFL, um, and that's when I that's when I uh, became a Christian. Grew up mm. in a basically a secular uh, upbringing, mm. not a you know not against religion, but certainly not for it. Almost uh, kind of indifferent to it. Yeah. Um, well, tell tell us how did you come to Christ? I mean, it's kind of a f- interesting story. Yeah. So um, uh, I. It, it really is interesting, and I don't know how detailed you want to get, but uh, <laughs> but uh, my best friend Matt Mulligan, who uh, uh, lives here up in Maine and um, played on the played at the University of Maine with me, him and I were really really close friends, and and uh, we met in the weight room, and so uh, you know that's been our our kind of thing. We met in the weight room. He was playing for for Maine. Um, he saw he's, he he became. Uh, he actually transferred from Husson to the University of Maine. Oh really. Um, and so I caught him my junior and senior year. I got to uh, live with him. I mean, we hit it off right away. And so uh, he saw that I was searching. He saw that I was looking. I wasn't satisfied with this mm. kind of uh, 
uh, indifferent approach mm-hmm. to eternity. And, and there were different events in my life that had me kind of stirred up and thinking about what's next and what happens when this is all over. I, I had a close friend pass away at 24 years old. Mm. And so how did he pass away? He was actually uh, murdered. Wow. Yeah. And he was a teammate of yours? He was a teammate that had transferred to another school, Mm. got involved with the wrong people, Mm. and was killed. And so I remember being at his funeral and kind of looking down at this casket at 24 years old. And that was really when I was like, wow, I need to start. And I think that's really when God started Mm -hmm. working on my heart, too, Mm -hmm. to think, you know, when you're that young, I mean, you have a tendency to do it always. But when you're that young, especially, you think you're invincible. And so Mm. to realize, wow, there's... You know, this ends and can end quick. And I have to figure out what goes on after this. Mm-hmm. Is there nothing? Is there everything? And if there's everything, what is it? Mm-hmm. You know, because I want to be on the right side of everything. Mm-hmm. And so my best friend, uh, Matt, again, who, you know, was playing for the University of Maine, um, took me under his wing, took mm-hmm. me to church and um, mm-hmm. uh, old school, old school type church. <laughs> and uh, it was a, it was a fun, uh, fun experience because I remember that I originally went to, to the church with him because I was uh, interested in what he had been talking about, what his church was like. You know, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, it gets crazy. It's charismatic. People are running around, running up and down the halls. And I was like, I, gotta, I just got to see this. Like, I wasn't even going really to search, but I was like, I just got to check this out. And so I went with them, and I remember, um, uh, I don't know if anybody's been to these churches. I love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of every service, they have an altar call where everybody comes up to the front. And so basically they take all the chaos that's been going on all service <laughs> and condense it into the front at the altar. And so, uh, and if you don't know Jesus and you go to one of those churches, you will be up at the front. You will get to meet <laughs> Jesus, whether you like it or not. And so I was sitting in the back of the room, kind of head down, uh, and, and the pastor had called everybody up and I was saying, oh man, I'm not going up here. This is, this is nuts. I, I can't go up there. This is just mm. crazy. And then finally, after some convincing and convincing, finally I went up front and I remember putting my head down to pray and I just said, God, if you're real, please just get me out of here as fast as possible. Like, <laughs> this is just crazy. And then the pastor came over and laid his hands on me and started praying for me. And I just, um, it, it was just a, like a light switch got turned mm-hmm. on, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, there is something, this is mm-hmm. it. This is, it was like God kept, kept taking me along this path mm-hmm. and, and there were these little points along this mm-hmm. path. And this was one where I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah, get it now. Yeah. This is this is where I need to be, and That's so, awesome. and it was it was on from there. And now yeah. uh, I'm continuing my my education. I'll, I'll finish up um, the spring with a, a master's in philosophical apologetics from Houston Baptist. Wow, something that's been really interesting to me. And another mm-hmm. reason why uh, I've been bothering you so much because <laughs> you're that you have that philosophical theological mind, and you've you've taught me a ton. Mm. And so maybe that's maybe that's, that's why I'm here today. That's why you're here today. Yeah. That's right. Well, so. Well, maybe we'll return that in a second, but um, I remember in visiting with your grandmother and your mother a few times when you've when they've been up from Cape Cod, um, they they shared that soon after you were quote unquote converted, you went home, and what did you start doing with your family? Oh, I did the uh, the old school fire and brimstone evangelism (laughs) i got home i was so zealous but just no you know i didn't i just knew this is the truth i got to tell you and so Mm -hmm. uh i got home i remember it was a family dinner and everybody was there mom dad brother grandmother i was like hey listen i got this thing (laughs) i found jesus you guys are going to hell so you gotta come with me we're gonna go to church get you baptized get you saved like we gotta get this done and they're looking at me like you're crazy like what are you what are you talking about um and there was some initial kickback at first Mm -hmm. you know which i think anybody i mean 
there aren't too many people that uh, get saved and you say, hey, you're going to hell. Like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but, um, but you never yeah. know. Yeah, that's right. No, right. Um, yeah. But uh, but then they um, uh, now they're all saved. They've all wow. come to Christ, and yeah. so it was a every each one of them had had their own story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it was amazing, starting with my brother, and then my mom, my dad. I mean, yeah. and my dad's now an elder in a church, mm. and so uh, wow. and God is so faithful. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's only natural, right? And Camille, I've talked about this. We had our episode. I don't know, remember what it was. Maybe six or seven, talking about blessing or converting. Um, it's only natural when something grips us and gets a hold of our heart that we want to share it with other people. Right. Uh, sometimes it's not always done in the most, you know, intelligent manner. But right. God can take our our you know motives and He can kind of mitigate some of the rough edges, right? And, and that's it's, what happened. It's so true. And what's so interesting, we'll probably get into this in a little bit. But what I'm disappointed in in myself is that zeal mm. probably isn't around like it was then. Yeah. I was so fired up to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. And now, I and mean, we talk about the missional communities and we talk mm-hmm. about discipleship and evangelism. And mm-hmm. uh, and now my zeal is not that. Now I just kind of, I love to get an opportunity to preach. Because yeah. for me, okay, now I can evangelize to 500 people in one shot. <laughs> I don't have to talk to anybody one-on-one. Uh, but now, you know, I think sometimes I'll just, you know, be sitting at home reading my books, and that's kind mm-hmm. of my deal. Mm-hmm. And for ex- yeah. oh. I was going to say, for example, how are your neighbors doing, Mike? Yeah, exactly. And you've, <laughs> you've challenged me on this, and I need to do – I mean, I, I just don't do a very good job. But, I, I, I mean, I've been living in Hamden um, since 2012 in the same area – and I met, I, I knew one neighbor because the, the, our next door neighbor, the two kids were really good basketball players in the state. Mm-hmm. And so I knew them. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't know anybody else in the neighborhood. They <laughs> moved out, somebody else moved in. I don't know them. Yeah. I don't know anybody's name. Um, and so you're right. And I mean, if, and, and the thing is, if this, if what we believe is true, mm-hmm. then what I'm basically saying, I don't mean to sound crass, but what I'm basically saying to everybody is go to hell. <laughs> I mean that's that's what I'm saying by not by not evangelizing by not going out mm-hmm. and 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 doing the missional stuff and uh, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying I'm saying mm-hmm. you know I'm going to keep it to myself yeah. and you guys figure it out yeah. and is there any more of an egregious act than yeah that? so this dear listener is one of those opportunities where someone is reflecting upon the fact that they maybe aren't being missional enough mm. and uh, we can learn from those who have gone before us and those who have succeeded and those who maybe still need some growth. We all need growth, of course. And this is not to say Mike is a bad person. Mike, I love you, brother. You're oh, awesome. I love you, bro. I'm, I'm not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike is, um, I see that though. I see your, your um, passion for people. And sometimes it's a matter of <clears throat> we, we get overwhelmed by people we don't know. When the reality is there's people in our lives that we do know that we do love. And Mm. it's just a matter of taking those opportunities. Um, You know, we have some friends, mutual friends that you've introduced me to that. I know you mentioned, you know, one of them came to a talk that you did at a church and he gave his heart to Christ. And um, so your, your heart is there. It's just a matter of, you know, focusing that on. On doing it, and and I think it also goes back to having people in your life and, and close a close network of people that are going to challenge you. Mm-hmm. I think um, 
uh, I've grown so much in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one thing I love about it is, as much as I try to get you on the esoteric <laughs> and talk about, you know, these things that don't matter to anybody but us book nerds, <laughs> you will always bring it back to, well, listen, we need to be studying the Bible. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing? You know, how are you evangelizing? How mm-hmm. are you being missional? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you've challenged me a lot on this and, and you've kept it in the front of my mind. Yeah. And so I think that's an, an, another kind of area mm-hmm. for talking about being practical with this is you mm-hmm. need to surround yourself with people that are good at what you're bad at, mm. you know, so that can mm. challenge you in those areas. Yeah, that's why, you know, I hang out with you. So because I'm bad at football. <laughs> so. <laughs> and you're getting better. I'm getting better. Oh, man. No, no, we've not thrown one football to each uh, other, mainly because he played for the Jets. And that's, I oh. would never play catch with a, a former Jets <laughs> I don't Jets even know. Player. I'm surprised you even came to that first time we hung out. <laughs> How did we meet, by the way? You remember? So Jason Harkins, yeah. our yeah. close buddy uh, and a mentor in my life, who you guys are, are you guys were close before, mm-hmm. or you guys are close, mm-hmm. um, but before we met, you guys had a relationship, and so uh, uh, Jason connected us at Bagel Central, yeah, and that's been uh, the area of a lot of good fellowship uh, mm-hmm. since then. What's that? What's it been now? Has Probably been... coming up close to a year. Yeah, close to a year. It feels like it's been forever though, because I've said this to uh, a person or two. I've never said I love you. To another dude in my life, as much as I have this past year with you, Mike. Yeah, no, I know, and it, and, that, and that's why God has done this in my life. I'm, I'm sure you can speak on it, mm-hmm. Sean, as well. But um, I have a lot of lot of friends, a lot of acquaintances, a lot of people that I care about. But there are some some especially there's some guys I come across, mm-hmm. some some dudes, some brothers in Christ that for, even from the first time I I met them, my my buddy Matt was one of these mm-hmm. guys. You know, okay, th- yeah, there's there's a there's something going on. There's something in the spiritual going on here. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you, Jason, mm-hmm. Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Um, I have you know a tight network of maybe mm-hmm. five, six, seven guys like that yeah. that I just know. Okay, there's something different about this friendship than just my normal ones. And so, yeah. and and I know God's behind. Yeah, something. absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. I mean, we just said it a few minutes ago on the on the up you know on the podcast here. We're saying I love you to each other. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so Mike, you're at home studying, got family, wife, kids. How's that been? How what's the journey? I know you know this is not necessarily overtly missional but it's still part of the discipleship process yeah i mean you're at home no job per se right um what's that been like for you it it continues it highlights even more the the introverted problems that i have because i'm really introverted i'm really type a and Mm so i i great i mean i i'll grade out my days by what i got done how productive i was Mm -hmm. and what's been difficult is with football I always had something that equaled production mm. with my family. Um, getting down on the floor and playing with my son for an hour mm. seems like, in my mind, I'm wasting time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where it's like, what could be more valuable than taking mm-hmm. time to invest in him and spend time with him? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and the same thing with both my sons, with my wife now, because we're watching the kids all day, then when they go to sleep, it's like, well, we could get, you know, we should just spend time together. But I'm like, oh, I got to make up for all the stuff I missed all yeah. day. Like, I got to do my studies. I got to do. And again, yeah. that, that stuff, I'm not, I'm doing it for no reason. I just really enjoy it. And mm-hmm. so it's like, where are my priorities mm-hmm. at? You know, and so it's mm-hmm. again, it's been another challenge. It's like, I just, th- this past year and a half without having football has highlighted how selfish I am, how mm-hmm. self centered I am. Mm-hmm. And so it's really been a fight to detox that. And I wish I had some some good news other than I just I set up 
my goals for the week, I set up, listen, I'm going to try to spend five hours with my son, just me and him, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll check those off. Yeah. And so, and even if it's a matter of me, you know, sitting there being tense because I wish I was responding to emails and writing a paper, <laughs> um, that, that's how, that's, I mean, that's how I'm yeah. trying to get it done, but it's been difficult. And so if I, and I guess long story short, if I can't do that well in my own home, mm. how in the world am I going to do it well? Yeah. Out in the world. Yeah. This is, this is, I mean, this is whether you're retired or not, this is always something, you know, as a parent, um, we have this drive to be productive. And I was talking earlier this week or last week, I don't remember my weeks get mixed up mm. with, um, my friend Jim, you met Jim this week. Yeah. He's been on this podcast Great guy. and, uh, we were, I was saying the thing I struggle with most, most is this word production. Yeah. And he, he just highlighted to me that, and we've kind of talked about this on the podcast a little bit, but the difference between being and doing, right. we think our identity comes through doing and it just, we need to go back to our identity as children of God, that, right. that God does not value us because of our production. He values us because we're his children. Right. And, uh, same thing with me though, with my kids, you know, I can do the fun stuff with them, go hiking, um, do adult type things. And I love it. But as soon as you want me to sit down and like start playing matchbox cars, right? Uh, I, a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting down with my two girls, Katie and, and Winnie, and uh, they wanted me to play Barbies with them. Thank you know, you yeah. don't have girls, so <laughs> <Yeah>. at least. <laughs> God but, knew. But, but we sat down, and I said the first thing I said, I was just totally joking, but I said, "Okay, how do we win?" Yeah. <laughs> like, no, daddy, you don't. You don't. You don't win in this. And yeah. I'm just like, okay, what's the point? Yeah, right? what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. So how do we? How do you know? Just how do we stay grounded in our identity in Christ? That it's not about how many tackles I make. It's not about how much money I make. It's not about how many degrees I have. Right. It's it's being content in who we are as children of God. Yeah, I think one of one of the most important things for me is to constantly stay plugged in to Christ. I think uh, you know one one of one of the most important things I think when you're talking about you know if we're talking about this practically, uh, I think it's Roman eleven says faith comes by hearing and hearing mm -hmm. by the word of God, mm -hmm. and so it's like it's just like any other relationship it, mm -hmm. that that our relationship with Christ needs to be number one, and in order for it to be number one, we need to be in constant communication and and relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. And I, because those truths those truths that you bring up about, you know, you know, we we work, you know, heartily unto the Lord and not unto man mm -hmm. and that Christ is our mm -hmm. foundation and mm -hmm. and we can have peace in that. Um, those truths are throughout the Bible. God tells us that, you know, constantly. And so we need to stay plugged into that. At least for me because I I need it to be in the front of my mind. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I I know we talked about before like I like a book like Proverbs or Psalms mm -hmm. in the morning. Mm -hmm. Something that's going to give me quick 30 verses of boom here's some practical stuff yeah. you know what i mean like go yeah. do it yeah. um but but even if it's a matter of me writing it down like be intentional with your family don't be mean to sal when he gets sad you know don't <laughs> don't yell at jesse when you know my wife when she's uh, when she's upset or you know don't yeah. be a jerk it's like i need to have these these truths that so i need to stay plugged into christ to learn the truths and then remind myself of mm. those truths mm -hmm. constantly yeah and we've talked before you know you and i have talked <clears throat> i don't want to get you know, too personal, but we've talked about, um, how we don't have to be perfect. Right. And there's times we do mess up, but there's, you know, repentance and, 
and forgiveness and you know we can try to make amends you know you've shared with me your growth and discipleship and that another thing that's really <laughs> difficult to do though it's, yeah. it's really difficult yeah. to do especially i'm uh like like you a perfectionist and mm-hmm. so uh, sometimes i'll let those things sit and what happens is when they sit it's just becomes a cycle and mm-hmm. it just gets worse and mm-hmm. so you're right you've got to yeah. recognize you're forgiven yeah. You're saved. God yeah. loves you. And so laying it at his feet yeah. and moving on. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah. Always. Now, you and I, and, and I know we're running short on time here, although I'm sure people would listen for hours because this is a good conversation. I would. Yeah. You would or you wouldn't? I would. No, okay. I would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike and I can talk for hours just about whatever the topic is, whether it's theology, epistemology, philosophy. All day. That's right the NFL, mm. um, parenting, whatever it is. Uh, but anyway, we won't keep our listeners all day going. But you and I have talked before about culture yeah. and how to engage culture as a Christian. And, um, you know, being missional, I think, has helped people recognize that we can redeem the culture. Right. and. We used to have this mentality that, okay, I do the church thing and then I do the other thing and the two aren't mixed. Right. So, but where's that line? You know, you have played in a very barbaric, do you mind me saying that? No, no, no. Barbaric sport. Right. Um, That is just one example. Can you redeem that or is, or, you know, whatever the other case, you do some MMA fighting. Right. I just get beat up. You just I get, just beat, get beat up, up so by MMA really. fighters. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and and you have been a part of a religious institution to some extent. You're not a part of this denomination anymore. We won't. We don't need to mention the name. Um, and I have been a part of a denomination which has a kind of adversarial attitude about culture. Right. So where's that line? I mean, this may be a discussion for another time where we have 25 minutes, but yeah. I think uh, there's definitely a major tension there. Um, But I think we need to recognize, it goes back to what we were saying before, we do everything under the Lord. And Mm. so we all have these spheres of influence in our lives. And I feel like the church should be an area to equip us to go and affect those areas of life and to go and minister and evangelize those, those different spheres of influence that we have. And then come back and celebrate the victories, mm. get re-equipped, and mm-hmm. then go back and engage. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how, let me tell a quick analogy, but do you know yeah. how dogs get rid of fleas? Um, no. Flea collar. Oh, yeah. And now a flea collar, what happens is the medicine or the poison um, gets, you put the collar around the dog and the medicine gets into the dog's bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And so he becomes saturated with mm-hmm. the medicine. And so mm-hmm. when the fleas come and bite it kills the fleas and so in the same way if if when we engage Mm -hmm. our these spheres of influence we need to be so saturated in god's word that Mm -hmm. when we go out into the world Mm -hmm. it can't it can't help but be affected by us yeah yeah uh and so we need to do again this goes back to staying in the word staying in the gospel and then going out and engaging um but you're right it's a it's a it's a it's a broad this whole Life is about this whole process, and the um, t- to make it a you know a dichotomy, I guess, or t- to say that uh, you know we're going to do church here and then we're going to do worldly stuff here, mm-hmm. I think is missing the point mm-hmm. of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. The, the integration is the yeah. point of the whole thing. Yeah, there's there's a fine line between um, I- idolatry, where we idolize our own 
church, you know, religious practices and right. think that these are the only things we can do, right. so, so to speak. And um, when we now assimilate to the culture and we're being taken over by it, right. um, we need to have a an attitude that looks at redeeming the culture we're in. Right. And that's why I love your missional outlook, because mm-hmm. it's like it's a constant in the front of my mind. Everything we're doing is about what we do on Saturday. That's about applying that mm-hmm. to the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And and just for the people listening, maybe it would it would be beneficial. What it, what does it feel like now? Again, we, all glory to God. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like when you're evangelizing, you're ministering, you're being missional and you're seeing growth mm-hmm. and you're seeing lives turn to Christ? And now it's like. Now everything you're doing is is just mm-hmm. being reinforced mm-hmm. and being supported by the fact that you're seeing fruit and seeing like mm-hmm. what does it feel like when somebody says yeah I'm in mm-hmm. awesome I mean is it, yeah. is there anything yeah I mean, I'd like to get your your like what is what is that experience like yeah it's well, been I, a while for me <laughs> <laughs> well to me there is no greater feeling than when the light has been turned on in somebody's religious experience I mean. There is absolutely nothing greater, honestly. Um, it's it's you can't you can't compare it to anything else. Even uh, having you know getting married or having a child or those things are awesome, you know. Um, and you know they're about as close as it gets. But when you see somebody latching on to the gospel and getting it, it's just very very. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that motivate. I like yeah. again, we're, I'm I'm probably more of a moral absolutist, where I'd say we do it because God told us to do it. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything wrong with reminding ourselves of that feeling. Oh because yeah. Because when yeah. you see, like when I saw my family give their lives yeah. to Christ, yeah. Or you see friends give their lives yeah. to Christ, and yeah. It's like, oh, I mean, there's yeah. just nothing better. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Like you say, you know, we don't want to say, oh, because it feels good, we're not going to do right. it. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. we're we're saying, you know, that it is a really good feeling. Right. Not that we're doing it only because of that. Yes, right. Because we're doing it because of the best interest of, of other people, and we want them to experience exactly. that. And okay, yeah, yeah, right. Not to overshare. Yeah, not, yeah, that's yeah. the most important stuff, right? Yeah. I'm just saying, there are, you look at, you know, there's probably a whole spectrum of things that motivates you to yeah. do. Obviously, yeah. things way more important than what I'm bringing up. But no, 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 I, no. I mean, that's that's as good as it gets, it, too. Yeah. And I think God God gives us good feelings to reinforce. No doubt. Like, that's why strawberries taste good, so that I keep <laughs> yeah, eating them, that's right? that's a good point. That's yeah, a good yeah. point. Love he it. didn't make it, like, bland yeah. and say, this is the healthy stuff. You you have to eat it. Right. He said, you're going to eat this really good stuff, and it's going to taste good, too. Yeah, exactly. So that's we're like, oh, analogy. I want to keep going back to it. Great so. analogy. Well, Mike, we're running out of time. All right. I, I hate to say it. No, 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 no. I wish we could keep going forever. It's just that, you know, we want to keep people... Yeah. You know, engage. trust me, I'm a podcast guy. So yeah, I, I know. So you're, you're over so, 30 minutes. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll pick up the conversation maybe next time and we'll we'll hang again soon. I appreciate it. And uh, anything else before we close here, brother? No, I'm good. God bless you. All thanks right. for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being with us, Mike. And uh, you are a very adequate fill in for Camille. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll return next time with our next episode. And Uh, Thanks for being again with us, Mike. So God bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ogay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Podcast.